This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Hey guys, you listen to a special interview with the one and only Han Sato. Han, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm good. Han, uh, you have done an amazing job um, on Cobra Kai Season 3, and I know that um, you have a, a long history of playing some very iconic roles, but I wanted to ask, you know, what, what was it that got you into acting? Oh, you know, I, I've, uh, it was actually a mistake. I mean, I, I've always actually done storyboarding as a kid in terms of, like, drawing things and letting my imagination play out, but it was just uh, a chance kind of encounter where I was on set as a, uh, as a, uh, um, as an extra on a uh, PlayStation commercial when the year the Saints won the Super Bowl, um, and they bumped me up to a principal for that commercial. So one thing led to another, and I realized that I could make this a living <laughs> when the checks started rolling in. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I know that um, I, I had read somewhere that you had um, also had like uh, a, like a background in tech, like you had uh, done some work in um, corporate uh, IT, and you were you know you were a successful businessman. Yeah, I worked for. I used to work for CompUSA, and uh, do you remember that company? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh man, you know you know we used to go in there and try to you know play with all the computers and everything before it even came out. But yeah, um, I always like technology though, man, but it's just growing so fast. I can't even imagine what it would be like if I were to be catapulted back into that space. Cause I wouldn't know anything. The thing, the, the stuff has just advanced so much. Um, we went from blowing into Nintendo cartridges to, you know, being into a space where you're, you're in a virtual reality room with, a, with the Oculus quest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, technology it it changes. It's it's ever changing, and it's I mean, you know, it's it's one of those industries where I'm sure like you 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 can't even just let your guard down for a second because it's like it's changing so much. Yeah, and I would imagine yeah. that it it almost goes beyond just being a career. It's it's probably almost like it's a lifestyle because it's you know it's so grafted into people that you know that do it. That do it for a living. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I was always fascinated with the sales side of it, so that's that's pretty much where I was. I mean, I, I knew the tech, the technical aspects of it, but uh, coupled with my sales kind of passion, um, yeah, we 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 were able to foster some really good teams and um, teams that just you know maintained that number one position in the company. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to jump ahead just a second. Um, I know that you um, have done a, a you've had a, a lot of roles. You you know you've been on Preacher, Magic City, um, but you've done film as well. Um, and I know uh, a lot of actors they um, some actors love you know film more than television or, or vice versa. Um, you yourself, uh, do you prefer doing films more or do you like television more? I like the intimacy of film. Um, I love the pace of television on sets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, I like as far as like, as if, if I were to talk in terms of like advancing a career, um, it would be in television more than anything, just because 
you know, the viewership is a lot more. And when people in, when you're, when people are watching you in their, in their homes, like they're inviting to me, in essence, they're inviting you into the house, you know? Yeah. And, and that, that's a sacred space. So, um, I like that for television. And, uh, I, I think the, I think the landscape for television has changed, um, uh, over the course of four years and things are happening quicker and, and almost like quality of film, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that the, um, would you say that the, the method of how you, of how you act changes from uh television to film? Because I've, I've heard that like with, with, um, with film, you have to, uh, I guess, act bigger. Whereas with television, it's, the, the sets and everything are smaller, and so you have to, I guess, act smaller for television. Is, is there any validity to that? No. I mean, you know, that's a matter of perspective, right? So um, I like to think of it as uh, just kind of a blanket policy for me is, you know, if I'm hired for either or, either one, the, the, the writer, producer, and director trust me enough with the content to bring this character to life. So my job as an actor is just to create these characters, right? And constantly practice uh, building them until the right moment comes along where I can actually use these guys. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I got, I got like an array of like 18 to 20 different, you know, characters. Each character has a specific car he drives, likes a specific diet, you know? (laughs) And it's fun. It's fun to be able to like do that when, when things are slow, if you will. Um, and, and, you know, I bring him into the audition room here and there just to see what, you know, if it resonates with casting directors and if it doesn't, then, then, you know, that person will get shelved for however long until I start building him up even more. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you prepare for, uh, your specific roles? Cause I know that you, you, you know, you played a vast amount of different characters, um, is there a certain like ritual or um, a a mindset that you that you put yourself into when you're taking on a new role? Um, it, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of things I have to do to prepare because, like I was saying, you know, uh, a second ago was like these characters that I developed. That's my preparation for these roles. So, if the character fits in the description of what creatives are looking for, it's it's just as simple as picking them up out of the book and placing them over on the script and kind of being that character, you know, cause I practice them like three, four times a week and I put myself on tape just to kind of see how it plays out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but like before, before I started doing this, cause this is not what I've always done. I picked this up from, uh, from a couple of, uh, filmmaker buddies of mine and this has kind of like become best practices, you know, but like before, if, if I, you know, for Treme or something, something, one of my smaller roles, uh, I was a doctor um, in it, a nurse. And, you know, I would go get breakfast at the hospital. <laughs> you, just kinda, you just kind of, you know, be in that space right before I go on set. And, uh, um, you know, I've, I had another role that actually I, I portrayed a, um, a hostage taker who it's a real life story. And I actually flew myself out to San Quentin and like interviewed him prior because that was a obviously a larger role you know yeah wow that's yeah. man that is awesome i know that um 
uh, you know, last year, 2020 was just, it was a really, really chaotic year for a lot of people. And I, I know that one of the, the many things that, you know, affected um, millions of, of people around the world was COVID. Um, how would you say, because I know that, you know, you're an actor, you're a producer, and you're also a film distributor. Um, how how has COVID affected business for you? Did, did it have like a, a negative drawback for you or were you able to? You know, I like to, I like to think of everything, trying to find a positive light and everything. And just for myself personally, um, having three different lanes of, of like um, creativity, you know, film distributor, producer and actor, if one slows down, I can kind of pivot and, and kind of shift lanes into the other one. Um, but quite frankly, like 2020 has just been a very blessed year for, for me. It's actually been one of my best years yet. Um, crazy to say, you know, I did slow down as, <laughs> as an actor, but I've been like in a position to help filmmakers, which is all, you know, what I've always wanted to do to begin with. Um, and, and I'm in, we're in that position to distribute films for filmmakers you know, and actually do it the way a filmmaker would want it done. Um, no, it's it's slow in one side, but it, it picks up in the, in the other. You know, I haven't been on set a lot as an actor, but uh, I have been auditioning. I shot a few things during COVID, um, which is crazy. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just so constricting in terms of, you know, and you got to be safe, right? So, yeah, um, there's just a lot of COVID tests happening on set, and and just the unknown, you know, is is kind of nerve wracking. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I know that um, one of your your biggest roles of of 2020, which technically it, it came out this year, um, was Cobra Kai season three, and I love the the work that you did. You were a, a part of uh, some of the the series' most important flashbacks. Um, Tell me, how did you how did you land the role, and um, what was it like working on this project? Well, you know, I got it through my uh, I got the audition request through my agent through a casting director that I've worked with on many projects in the past. They cast me in a handful of things, and uh, you know, I put myself on tape and you know, I I booked it off of a video. Um, I think when I saw the breakdown, I kind of knew I manifested that I I was going to get this role because it. It's nice when a role kind of describes you almost to the T, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With the exception of uh, evil and cunning and, you know, I, that was kind of like something else I had to work, work into getting into. But um, as far as, like, being on set, um, I mean, like, I play, I play the worst character, like, the most evil character in Karate Kid history. Like, the whole franchise is, is what people are telling me. And if you really sit down and think about it, you know, I am the reason why you're watching a show called Cobra Kai, right? Right, um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so so take that and, you know, I, my, my set experience was different because I chose to kind of detach myself from the, you know, everyday small talk with the cast members. And I, I had to stay, I kind of wanted to stay in that character, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I didn't want to go too method with it, but talking to people and having refreshing conversations is not really what this character is all about. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Very you know, true. so, so yeah, as a, as like my responsibility to like the creators and the people who trusted me and bringing this character to life, I, I did, I just detached myself from a lot, but, but the experience, I mean, you know, um, 
I said it in an interview before, but the three the three uh, creators are essentially brothers from college. You know, they they pretty much grew up together, and it could, the success couldn't have happened to a group of better guys. And they ran they ran a really tight ship, and they allowed actors to kind of play creatively. So it was free. It felt free. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I know that um, uh, you, you may not be able to, to say much or um, this may may not have been discussed yet, but um, will you have any any flashback scenes in season four of the show? Um, yeah, I can't say that. Um, I can't speak on that. <laughs> I, I understand completely. I understand yeah, completely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you're, but you're in good hands, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I will. I will recommend that when you watch any of the seasons, it's it's very. Can you can you hear me? I hear you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, everybody always hears. Can you hear me, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a phrase that everyone always hears. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, I know that you're also a, a a new father. Tell me, tell me, how do you feel? I mean, that's got to be just such a euphoric feeling. Um. How do you feel? Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, she's seven now. Um, she's seven years old now, but every day kind of feels like new because she's always learning something. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that just have someone look up to you and, you know, you're able to teach another human being kind of like the ways of life, you know? Absolutely. Um, I have a wonderful wife who just, and she's just a great partner and, and like I can't do it without her. Like we have a great balance of, you know, uh, disciplinarian and the the, the heart. <laughs> I hear you. How do you balance being a father um, and a husband with the work that you do? Is it is it hard to juggle at all? That's all. You know, kind of, that's all part of the charm and the dance. You know, um, it has to be done. Like it's not even it's not even like an option. It's not even like oh, I don't want to go to work. You know. No, you have to be a father. You have to be a, hus- a good husband and a good father and, you know, and do good work. So it's, you, you just do it. You really just do it. We, 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 we um, kind of have a, I don't say a system, but like we always figure out a way to like get into nature, you know, because I feel like it just refreshes you. Yeah. And we travel. So, you know, we homeschool her. So she, um, I have to say we, my wife homeschools us. <laughs> I go, I go in and do the fun stuff like building and like teaching her, you know, uh, electronic circuits and stuff like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, I think that that's amazing. I mean, the the, the the dynamic of having a family, and 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 your family being grafted into to what you do, and and them being that support system. It's I think it's the greatest feeling on earth. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think there's anything that can compare. No, no, not at all. And and you know everything is about balance and growth, right? Growth is important too, because like when I first met my wife, she's my reader in auditions. 
So when I first met her, I was always like, dude, you can't read like that. That's, no. <laughs> no. But now she's like, now we're doing it on one take, and it's just like, who are you? You know? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I proposed to her, was I, 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 I created like a fake audition, and my character in the audition proposed to her. Oh, and she wow. thought we were reading, yeah, she thought we were doing a, uh, an audition tape. So that was kind of fun. That is amazing. <laughs> Man, life um, is good. You know, life yeah. is good. I, I love it, Han. So I, I wanted to ask you, I know that you've done a lot of work with international relief organizations, and you, um, you, you've also, I think you've, um, you had done some work in India um, at a, uh, with uh, young boys that have been like rejected from their families. Um, tell yeah. me a little, a little bit about that. Um, what, what inspired you to, to do that? Um, no, I had a, I had a friend of mine who was producing uh, a, uh, almost like a promo, um, one part, one part promo video to like um, market to intercontinental hotel owners who are, you know, their majority Indian. Right. And uh, that was just, uh, they, they were like right on the edge of like, um, funding this organization. So we came over there and we, uh, we pretty much put together a, a documentary so that they can see kind of where their money's going. But um, I got to tell you, man, if, if, if anyone ever has a chance to go to India, it is the most amazing, spiritual, just loving place in the entire world. I mean, I say that about every place really I go to just because the people are always generous and wonderful. But there was something about India that just stuck with me. It was like residue, you know, um, and, and watching these kids just overcome these, these, you know, major handicaps and still live with, with so much joy within them. Um, I mean, that's inspiring to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you just never know how, how well, you know, or, or good you're doing compared to, somebody else you know our yeah. lives seem so so small when we when we get outside of our comfort zone out of our bubble and we we see you know the plight of other people it's really so exactly yeah i mean we get a we get a, a paper cut on our finger and we lose function of that finger for one or two weeks you know um and we start to be grateful for that one finger <laughs> um so just imagine you know if, if i stripped one of your senses and you had to continue life forever like that. Absolutely. You know, it's, I always think about that, man, so super grateful. Absolutely. Um, Han, um, I wanted to ask you, um, what uh, current or upcoming projects do you have that you can tell us about, and where can our listeners find out more about you? Okay, so um, they, you can follow me on Instagram at H-A-N-S-O-T-O, that's Han Soto. And then uh, our distribution company is at Kamikaze Dogfight, and it's uh, K-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E, Dogfight. Um, I have, uh, I mean, I have a movie coming out with uh, Hugh Jackman called Reminiscence, um, directed by Lisa Joy, who uh, was one of the writers of, um, of Westworld. Um, yeah, we just got a bunch of stuff happening, man. <laughs> we have a release to our label called uh, Haymaker. You should put that on your radar because it's uh, it's one to watch for sure. 
I love it. I love it, Mom. I wanted to ask you, on the topic of legacy, um, you know, you've done so much, you know, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, on the subject of legacy, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the work that you've done? Um, I, you know, I want them to say, he's the reason why I am, dot, dot, dot. That's you know, because we're we're out here trying to inspire and just do right, right? And and sure. if if anyone can just take a nugget of what I'm doing and just kind of take a peek into kind of my my world, um, we're all about you know we're all about you know Ubuntu. Yes. Do you know about that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Dude, that's what we're about, man. Like I am because we are. That's that's a fact. Yeah. You know. It's powerful. Um, and I, I want yeah I want what's that. I, I said it was powerful. So powerful. Oh, it's so powerful. It's simple and it's just so powerful. And and if you lose your way, just go back to that. I mean, you you you'll just everything will be clear. Um, you know, I mean, the legacy. I just want I just want to inspire, man. And if I if I touch one life in my lifetime, I've done my work. That is. Those are some. I love it. Yeah, that's it's absolutely just it's um just all-encompassing it's so it's so powerful you're right i mean because it's so easy to lose your way sometimes you know to, to, to get yeah. off course and to you know to focus on the, the wrong things but i, I find that it, it could be a real compass like you said if you, if you lose your way just go back to that you know yeah yeah and look and look if you lose your way i want people to know it's okay it's okay we're human you know Yes, sir. Go, yes, sir. Go make your mistakes. It's fine. It's all good. Somebody will be there to lift you up. I love it. I love it. Han, thank you so much. I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to just to thank you for coming on today's show, and I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Oh, no, no. I'm good. I think we covered a lot of ground, Walter. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have good energy, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Han. I'm I'm grateful for that i'm humbled man i'm you're a big inspiration for me and and i you're good man well han thank you so much i greatly appreciate it you got it walter you have a great day okay bud all right you too take care okay bye-bye